This is Alicia Monique, and welcome to Me Versus the Pandemic. This podcast was designed as a therapy tool for myself to combat depression, anxiety, talk all things pandemic-related, and honestly, a space for me to talk about what I need, um, meaning if I need something um, to get off my chest, I need to release something that no longer serves me. I use this platform to do that. Um, today is a super special episode because it's my birthday. Woo! <laughs> September 26th, a star was born 43 years ago. That that would be me. I'm the bright and shiny star. <laughs> uh, today is my birthday. I am the big four three, which is really odd. It's so odd because when I look in the mirror or just how I feel in general, you know, when you're younger, you just think 43 is just like old as hell, you know, and then you get here, you're like, "Mm, this is kind of odd. I don't even look 43. So I don't feel 43. In my mind, when I was 20, 43 was like a grandma. (laughs) We put 40-year-olds in a casket back in the day. And now that I'm here, it's like, damn, 43, not that old. (laughs) I guess you only have to be in your 40s to understand. (laughs) But no, I'm super excited and happy. Um, I feel blessed. Um, It's been a hell of a year. You guys know um, I was sick most of the time. Um, I moved to... San Antonio last year, September 22nd. So I've been here a full year. Most of that time I have been sick. Um, Physically, this was a tough year. This was a a physically, um, not so much depressed, but physical limitations. um, A lot of healing internally though. You know, although I was home and not feeling well, I had a lot of time to kind of self-reflect and kind of look at the areas of myself that I wanted to change or evolve in, you know? So it was um, a really good healing year. I can't complain. I got a lot of blessings. Lots of blessings came out of this year, man. So much awesomeness happened. God opened some doors, some windows. I mean, he showed out in a lot of areas of my life. So I cannot complain. I am very, very, very thankful. Um, it's so funny. Is today is my birthday and I'm working today. Um, I'm actually doing this on my lunch break right now. I'm like, I need a release. I need a release. Um, I went into work. I work from home. So I logged into work, I should say. And um, I gave them my two-week notice today. <laughs> so odd that I had to do that on my birthday. Um, it wasn't strategic at all. Um, it's just how things happen based on finances. That's all I'll say about that. Um It's always hard to give a notice, you know, even if you're at your wit's end and ready to leave the job. I know for me, um, it's always been really, really hard to say goodbye. Um, 
especially when you're really close to your team and you know you've attribute so much of yourself and your knowledge and wisdom. Um, it's hard to walk away sometimes. The conversation was more so hard um, because everyone was really, really hurt <laughs> for me to give them the news. Um, but they'll be okay. Um, I am truly walking into new beginnings and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm just praying that my next job brings me peace, um, joy, because I really hope that it's my last job in corporate America. <clears throat> I really do. I'm giving myself about five more years and I would like to get the hell out of corporate America. That is Corporate America life definitely attribute to um, my depression. It really did, um, especially a couple of years ago when I was at another company. It had gotten really, really bad. I was under a lot of a lot of pressure, and um, it definitely attribute. It was one of the factors that kind of took me down that rabbit hole of depression and anxiety attacks. So today is a good day, although I'm closing a chapter to a job um, that introduced me to new things and I was able to grow here. I'm now able to take that and go somewhere else and do great. So happy birthday to me. Uh, I'm actually having a glass of wine. Don't judge me. <laughs> so cheers to my motherfucking birthday. <laughs> Of course, you guys know I always listen to the last episode. I like the last episode. I didn't get a lot of listeners on the last episode, but it was a really, really good episode for me. You know, the episode before that was kind of reflecting on, you know, dating, how some things went wrong and this, this and that. But I got so much clarity from God and the universe after that podcast. That's why I love this podcast. This shit is for me, yo. Like... I'm not on here talking just to be talking like this shit is my life is real. Um, I talk about dating a lot, but I only tell you guys about shit that goes wrong. Like once I find the guy, oh hell no, I won't be talking about it on here. <laughs> I'm pretty quiet. I'm pretty um, private once I find someone that I really like and care for. Um, I won't be really divulging a lot of information I may say I went on a date and it went good but other than that I won't go as far as that I like to share when things do not go well because it allows me to release it because I'm the type of person that um whatever happens to me if it impacted me or affected me in a negative way, then I have to deal with it by voicing how I feel about it. And um, that is why it helps me to talk about the situations that didn't go well. Um, with that being said, I'm trying to preface you guys for, um, preface you guys for my next topic, which is I had a date last night. Well, it was yesterday. It's like early in the day, not last night, but I had a date yesterday. 
and I'm going to give you details because I only give you details to shit that didn't go right (laughs) or to guys that I'm just not feeling or to God or just to situations that didn't work out but when I find my love unfortunately this platform will not be able to hear the details of that but anyway um went on a date last night um actually with a guy I met at my dad's old apartment complex he just recently moved um okay guy um he kind of helped me move some things out of my dad's apartment. We exchanged numbers. We've been texting. Um, he's been wanting to see me literally try it like every day. Very persistent. Like, okay. Um, had some time yesterday. So we met up for lunch. Just want to see how things were. See what type of guy he is. Because um, again, I'm not... He doesn't have the sexiest job title. He doesn't. But like I said on my last episode, I'm I'm not more so. I know a lot of women like, no, my man, he has to have this, this, and this. He has to have six figures or he has to have this type of career. Like, I get it. But for me, I'm more so, instead of looking at a guy's position going, nope, mm mm-mm, I'm more so open to get to know what their plan is. Because a lot of times you can meet someone and that may be like their part-time job. You know what I mean? Um, So for instance, I went to Metro PCS the other day, trying to get my dad's phone updated or whatever. And there was a guy there and we were kind of talking or whatever. And he was like, yeah, this is my part-time job. He's like, I'm about to finish nursing school. I could be an RN, just got to do this, this, and this. And, you know, I won't need this job anymore. But just say, and there wasn't a romantic thing going on there. It was a little flirting, but um, there wasn't a big romantic thing going on there. But just say, if there was, and I'm like, oh, hell no. You know, he works at Metro. PCS and I don't even know his full story you know what I mean like you're turning someone down or rejecting someone it's that's it goes to the same don't judge a book by its cover like you don't always know people's story so I I I am opening my mind up and being more open in general to people who may not have like this big sexy job you know job title or whatever Because you just never know their plan. If they have a plan, cool. Now, if you just working at McDonald's and don't have a plan, then we probably can't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, this guy does not work at McDonald's. I'm just using that as an example. So anyway, so again, this guy doesn't have the sexiest of jobs, and that's cool. Um, But after talking to him and understanding him a little bit better and understanding his goals he doesn't have any (laughs) and that's a problem that is a big big problem he it's not that he doesn't want any goals he just he doesn't know what to do at the moment so he's in that phase where he's trying to figure shit out which is fine that's perfectly fine 
But for me, where I am in my life, I would need to at least be with someone who has a plan of execution and is already putting things into action, especially if you're 40 and up. Like, it's just, that is a no-no for me. Um, they That may sound really bad to some people. I don't really give a shit. But, yeah, I got plans over here. I have goals. And um, if you are just stagnant and, you know, play video games, you like to play video games all day, yeah, you... No, (laughs) I'm sorry. And I was very honest and transparent with him because he did ask me what type of man I wanted. And I I let him know that having goals and, and being ambitious, like you could be at a point where you've been in your career, you're like, hey, I'm just about to finish my career. I'll go ahead and retire. Boom, that's cool. But if you don't have a career and you have a few ideas but you don't really know what you're gonna do like mm-mm. a woman like me does not have a time for a man like that I just I don't and I don't care how bad that sounds um I have to have someone who's bringing something to the table because I am no one's mom and I'm not about to handhold you and help you become successful or figure out what it is you need to do to become successful. There are a lot of women out there who's willing to do that. He may be a really good person for a lot of different people. It's just not Alicia Monique, unfortunately. And we had that conversation and he was like, well, you know, some guys are just late bloomers. And I said, I get that. I do. I really do. But unfortunately, those guys are just probably not good for me. I just feel like guys like that will slow me down. And I told him just like that. And I was very sincere. I was very sweet. Um, He seems like an okay guy. Um, But yeah. Did I have a good time? It was cool getting out. Grabbed some food. Um had a glass of wine and you know watched a couple well watched a football game the end of a football game so it was cool I got out I did something it was worth it (laughs) but no love connection there so I can't walk into 40 saying I had a successful uh date in 42 (laughs) because I didn't so Cheers to better dates in 43. (laughs) Cheers to better conversations in 43. (laughs) But no, I'm super excited. Um, God has so much in store for me. Um, I'm going to make San Antonio officially my home this year by purchasing a home. Um, I have so many, so much stuff going on on the business side. Like, oh my gosh, there's just so much going on. I've obtained a certification that's going to take my business to the next level. Um, One of my business 
call her my business partner, but she's really not my business partner. She's more like my business motivator, but she is definitely going to have um, a lot of hands into my business for sure. She's moving here in the next few days. Like things are just moving in the right direction, you know? I really cannot complain. All that I've been through, the depression, the anxiety, like it was so worth it. I never thought I would say that. <laughs> I never thought I would say that. Um, but it's crazy how the toughest things in your life mold you. They can either mold you to be a horrible person. They can mold you into being a much better version of yourself. And I can definitely attest to the last year just being like some of the best days of being on this earth. <laughs> like I look back and remember the days when I was crying or the days when I was hurt because I had a, a bad accident in 2019. And just all the things that I've been through and I can now look back and say, wow, look how far I've come. Did I lose a few friends along the way? Yes. But I found a better version of me. And each year is only going to get better. It's only up from here. Like literally, it's only up from here. And once you get to a point where you recognize your triggers, you recognize what makes you anxious if you suffer from anxiety like myself um you recognize those bad thoughts and you're able to like stop them in your tracks you have to celebrate yourself you have to because when you're at your worst and I'm talking to the people who've been through depression if you can't relate then oh whatever <laughs> I'm talking to the people who can relate, who understand, who have had those tough days, who are crying and like, why is my life this way? Why? Why is my life this way? Why can't my life be this certain way? If you can relate, I'm telling you, there's a light at the end of that dark tunnel. And when you get there, it makes those dark days so much easier. You know, I'm a full caregiver for my father. We no longer live in the same house. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> that was tough. But he still stays really, really close to me. And I, I check on him daily. And I'm his caregiver. And so because I'm the only person that dad interacts with the most, he takes a lot of his sadness, his frustration out on me. And um, it's really tough sometimes. I mean, I can I understand, you know, getting old and losing your mobility and, you know, losing your ability to just do regular things like driving or standing for a long period of time, walking, you know, like whatever, you know, just little, little things that my dad can no longer do or need help with. I am there 100%. And when he's sad or things don't go the way he feels they should go, he is very, very, very harsh. 
and um, I was moving him. He's packing his apartment up, preparing for his move last week. And um, man, dad made the last two weeks of my life really, really tough. Just arguing and just, just saying really, really negative, bad things to me, you know. And um, it started to tug on my depression, man. It really did. It started to, you know, I, I was so anxious. Last week, oh, I, I suffered from anxiety big time. My anxiety was through the fucking roof. It was through the roof. And I, I made it, you know, I didn't, towards the beginning of the week, it was wearing, he was wearing off on me. Like my attitude was bad. I just did not have a good attitude. My energy was off. I just wasn't myself. I was just, I was tired and I was, it was just hard. It was hard, but um, we got through it. And like always, everything went the way they should have. It was perfect. He got moved out, but um, I started to hear those negative thoughts in my head about everything. It just flooded my head. And I hadn't heard it in so long, at least almost two years, I hadn't heard those bad thoughts. And they just flooded in and I was like, oh, hell no, (laughs) hell no. You know, yes, dad is being the ass right now. Yes, you know, this happened or I got rejected or, you know, whatever was going on the last couple of weeks with me. Like, I wasn't about to let those negative thoughts take over. I was not. And I stood up to them and I fought back and I won. I won. I said, hell to the no, to the no, no, no. It was not happening. No. I was not going backwards. It's only up from here. It is only up from here. And I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful that I can stand here today, the woman I am today, so bold, so brave, and happy. I've found a form of happiness. Am I like, oh, I'm just so happy? No. I'm not even going to front. But have I found a form of happiness? Absolutely. Have I found peace? Yes. I found peace. And that I am grateful for. 43. Chapter 43, I'm ready for you. I am ready to see what you have for me. I really think good things are coming. I feel good things are coming. I'm going to claim that good things are coming my way. Good things come to good people. And I know I'm a good person. I want people around me to be happy and to feel good and be motivated about life. You know, some of us are like, I just can't relate to depression and I get it. But keep living. (laughs) There's always something lurking around the corner to try to bring us down. So you just have to stay strong. 
depression comes in so many forms, you know. Someone can, and that's really close to you, can die tomorrow. And you find yourself grieving to the point where you make your way to depression. There's so many avenues to depression. So many highways <laughs> to the road of depression, honey. It's there. It's lurking. The world is crazy, man. The world is fucking crazy. It's so funny. I watched the uh, Dahmer series on Netflix this past weekend. I binged that shit in like two days. I love understanding the minds of like a demented person. Just wondering like, where did it all go wrong? You know, what was the childhood and upbringing like? What was the, you know, the parenting structure and stuff like that and um his parents definitely attribute to the man that he became and um it just made me think that we all have childhood trauma in some form i have childhood trauma from my parents uh, my mom wasn't affectionate until i was about like 14 and i'm like the epitome of lovey-dovey. <laughs> I really am. I came in this world that way. And then I didn't get a whole lot of love. So for years, I wouldn't even like hug people. Now I'm a big ball of sap. Um, my dad, he was the biggest cheater I knew. He had so many women. Dad is a huge, plays a huge role and my trust issues with men. Seeing my dad cheat on so many women, including my mom, like, it's hard for me to think that men could be with just one woman for a long period of time without cheating. It's, it's really hard for me to get past the fact that there are faithful people in this world um I haven't had that representation in front of me so it's hard to see and believe I'm such a visual person you know and so um because of that I have forms of childhood drama from trauma from both of my parents um, it's a little bit deeper on both ends, but I won't really get into that. But we're all dealing with something. Even if the trauma didn't come from like our parents, like everyone is dealing with something from their childhood. My dad is 88. He still talks about things that happened to him as a kid as if they happened yesterday. So we're all walking around here with some form of trauma, with some issue. No one's walking around here perfect. I'm not trying to find the perfect people to be around. I just want to be around people who recognize their flaws, who wants to genuinely work on those things and grow and evolve. That's simply it. But each day on this planet, I get afraid. Are there enough of us left? Can we all move to one island <laughs> and sing Kumbaya together? 
<laughs> is that possible? Man, each day on this planet, it gets weirder and weirder, I promise. And I become more and more of a recluse. <laughs> I planned out this uh, birthday weekend where I was going to go out Friday, get dressed up and all this stuff. I found myself sitting on the couch watching Netflix, minus the chill. I hung out with my nieces on Saturday and I was supposed to go to a party that night with my brother. I didn't feel like going to a party. (laughs) I just wanted to come home and chill. Like after I've been around a lot of people for a few hours, I'm ready to come home. Like I just like to be home. So I want to make my home as nice as possible. So I really don't have to go out as much. I'm not just going to become a hermit. I love being out. I just don't like being out long periods of time time around a whole lot of people nowadays. I just rather be home. That's why I want a really nice backyard, a big house where I can entertain and do stuff in my own domain. I'm going to create my version of happiness. It may not look like everyone's everyone else's version of happiness. But I now know at 43 years old who I am, what I love, what I need to make me happy. And I'm so grateful. Cheers to another year. Until next time.